Welcome to Women About Business, a weekly conversation where we focus on African women being about our business. I'm Kimberly Ofori, and join us as we dive into the world of noted entrepreneurs and learn more on how to start, run, and grow your business. <laughs> that was hella awkward. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Um, here we are back again. Uh, Miss Ava, I am uh, today again. Uh, I have been on your screens last Sunday, <laughs> and now I'm back uh, on, uh, we're actually at the studios, and uh, I've just kind of found a comfy spot at the studio because uh, now it's, you know, a lot of music going on and things where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to find a separate place to really uh, tune into this, uh, to Women About Business, a very exciting uh, episode as of today. Welcome. It's just uh, a little past 8 p.m., uh, Amsterdam time. Uh, I'm like literally in, in Amsterdam town with the view, like if you would see it from the other side with the view over the city and like on my, uh, is it on my right hand or something? I have the uh, uh, the arena. So uh, that's really where we're at today to really talk about some business, especially as it relates to women. Um, I'm super excited about the show uh, or this particular episode because we are talking about pushing uh, sustainability and um, made in Ghana products. Like I am all for that. And um, we have a very special guest um, and she's the founder of one of my favorite brands um, of which I think uh, I should be a brand ambassador for, hint. <laughs> and um, we are really going to talk about, you know, developing a product that is um, uh, pushing innovation and development uh, by women um, also with the goal to empower more women um, from the motherland, uh, Ghana, and um, gracefully expanding. Uh, of course, every, every Tuesday, myself and uh, Kimberly Ofori bring all of that to you. Before we get things started, and I'm going I'm to bring in my, my co-host Kimberly Ofori on this, um, spread the word if you are tuning in through uh, Facebook. Shout out to you, Hakuna Group. <laughs> Thank you for laughing with me on that one. <laughs> um, yeah, if you if you're tuning in via Facebook, make sure that you you know share, spread the word. It's it's definitely you know if you're a woman, if you're into business, and even I hear from a lot of our listeners that you know some of the men kind of tune in, chip in, and get some clues uh, as it relates to uh, how to go about with business. Uh, so spread it on your timeline. Um, if you're on YouTube, you know, uh, share the link. Uh, and of course, also throughout the conversations that we're having, feel free to, to you know, um, um, give comments, ask questions so that we can keep the interaction going. I'm your host, Miss Abba, coming to you live from Amsterdam on high radio. And let's get this thing going uh, before, you know, time runs out because I have a, 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 what's it called? One challenge, and that is keeping it within time. So I hope to gracefully be doing so. Uh, let's do this. Uh, hello, Kimberly. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I am. Uh, I can't complain. Um, I I hope that since we are almost getting into December, it's like symbolically means that you know we're no longer taking the the craziness of 2020 but you know hey <laughs> well i mean it's been an interesting year absolutely yeah. i think a lot of good things have also come from all of this yeah. Um, but yeah a lot of good a lot of 
sad as well. Yeah. But I think the word for me, I was, I was, as I was preparing for the show, I was telling myself, I think the word for this year is actually intense. Right. You know, because it, it could have been intensely bad at some moments, intensely yeah. sad, but also there were some really intensely um, good moments and right. moments that I felt incredibly grateful and yeah. moments that I felt incredibly like shaken up in a good way. Right. So, yeah, I think I'm going to go with intense. <laughs> intense. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good word to describe it in some way. Um, definitely. Well, good, good to have you uh, on here. You know, a uh, business as usual. We are here yeah. to talk in the in the following hour, and um, yeah, really talk about what's going on in in business. Um, this is a special guest that uh, you know we have on that I kind of what we say in Dutch. I got this contact via via, and uh, <laughs> she is a lady uh, who is the founder of a uh, of a skincare brand, not just any skincare brand, but um, it's a particular, it's a sustainable. Uh, a brand <laughs> and uh, I, I know I know the feeling it's very necessary <laughs> um, it's a sustainable brand I have been uh, like a loyal buyer since 2015 uh, I stumbled upon it on uh, Accra goods market back then in Accra it was a particular market really um, really there to celebrate you know culture I discovered the coconut oil then, have been a loyal buyer and have been buying all kinds of other things of, of, of the brand hemp oil, mm. um, uh, what else, the, the black soap mm. and all of those things. And simply oh, because wow. I really was uh, in, in a space where I really wanted to push made in Ghana products, you know, mm. simply simply to, um, yeah, I, I, I felt the need for it, you know. Um, right mostly organic, but I really wanted to, to dive into, you know, what it takes for a product to really be sold on international um, uh, platforms and international retail stores. Yes. That's why I got, got hooked into this uh, brand. And um, so my, you know, my network grew. And then I, I happened to find out through Jake, shout out to Jake, um, um, who is the founder of Hakuna Group. I had him on Africa in Focus last week, Sunday. And he said, you know what, Skin Gourmet is, is now launching in the Netherlands, in Europe. Um, now our products are available. Yeah, so it's really a proud moment for, for Ghanaians, you know, to kind of, um, and not to be shady, but you know how, um, how some... Uh, most of the time, the Ghana. You started with this to be shady. That's not even. No, but but some, you know how how are made in Ghana products are packaged. You know what I mean? It's it's a particular way. Sometimes it's the kind of items that you see in the in the cover at the at the at the embassy and at some events. You know, and, and you're like, listen, it needs that. You know, it needs that umph. Um, and this particular brand has all of that. It, it, is, it is throughout and it is organic. It is a way forward. All of the components of the packaging are to be recycled. Right. Oh my gosh. I think um, I should rather keep my mouth shut and invite her. <laughs> and uh, this, <laughs> this lovely lady is, uh, is, is a woman. She's the founder of this uh, awesome brand. It is, uh, like I mentioned, it is a, an edible skincare brand. 
Uh, at the same time that you use the coconut oil for your skin, you can use it to cook. And that goes the same for the scrubs, the skin scrubs and, and all of that. So the innovation is written all over this, this product. And for her to, um, to launch it on European markets, I think also, I think I spotted it in South Korea somewhere online as well. We're going to check that out. <laughs> um, it, it, is, it is really something that, you know, needs to be pushed onward and onward. And she goes by the name of uh, Violet Awo Amwabeng. And uh, this is a, a lady who has traveled around the world, um, has put all of her her knowledge and everything together to push forth uh, this particular brand. So without further ado, I can see her already at the background. Uh, let me just introduce her and uh, let's get to talking. Hello, Violet. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Hi, how are you? Good, good seeing you. It's like you're all well and branded. <laughs> Absolutely. You are prepared. I love it. Absolutely. I love the whole, everything that's going on in the background. Are you in a shop right now? Well, actually, yeah, I live in my shop, so. <laughs> Great. I love it. That, that is the right way to do business. That is the way to go. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you guys um, on this show. Light, I'm light. so grateful. Shout out to Ian and Isa. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to learn more about, about who these, uh, these people are. Uh, again, welcome, Violet, um, to have you here on the show and uh, live from your very own store so people can experience the full skin gourmet uh, touch <laughs> as they would, <laughs> as they would uh, say. Uh, how, how are you doing? Uh, you know, where are you in this place in your life? Um, you know, how has lockdown been treating you? Could you share a bit about that? Yeah, I mean, it's been very interesting. I think you used the right word when you said intense, where it's, it has its downsides, you know, when you think about sales in general, but it has its upside because it's learning how to overcome the challenges without feeling so down, but rather looking at it as an opportunity to step up yeah. and find a way forward. So for me, yeah. it's been an amazing way to grow, um, not just uh, financially or fiscally, but like mentally and spiritually right. as well. It's not right. been so bad. It's just rough, but we'll get through it. Yeah. <laughs> the intensity is real. <laughs> yes. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. How has it been in terms of, of business? So you're asking me how I am, like, in terms of where I am right now. Um, in terms of the business itself, I think we are at the stage where we're now growing. Um, even though yeah. we're six years old, most companies would say that are, you know, much further in the growth stage, but I feel like we haven't even really started because we just um, formed or are forming the real personality of the company. I had to learn a lot of things as I started. We had to find a way, number one, to differentiate how to be truly, truly sustainable and what that meant, not just in Ghana, but in different countries, taking in feedback. So I think now we're in the, we are where we're ready to actually grow. And for me as a person, I think I'm also at the same stage. I am just growing, taking the punches, taking the hits, taking the successes, learning, taking the feedback, learning not to take things so personal and realizing that it's not about me. The, the picture is much greater. Everything affects everyone. It's not just about a product, it's beyond product. So yeah, in a growing phase, definitely. 
Right, right. That, that totally, I, I resonate with that. And I think for, for the most part, for the majority of the year um, that I have been speaking with, uh, with uh, fast growing uh, companies, especially in Europe, um, there's, there's this, this new kind of realization that came, or not new, but I think an reawakened awareness of the fact that, you know, having a business um, starting five years ago, 10 years ago, you know, does not qualify to be in a mature stage. It doesn't actually represent at all where the business is. It just tells you how many years ago you started act acting upon the idea. And I think for a lot of companies, that's really, and I think for a lot of founders, that's a really interesting thing that you said that, you know, as it goes parallel with what you are learning and how you are growing and that you are now ready to grow is because you have worked all of those years on the foundation, carving out exactly, you know, who are we, what are we, you know, where are we going? You can't just, you, you don't start at 10. And I think I love to, I love that how, you know, if I'm looking at all the momentum, that's going around, uh, around your brand. Um, it again reminds me of how much people think things are overnight successes. Oh. And then realizing, uh, as we will, as we dive deeper into the conversation, how much work goes before the overnight success. So then it takes five years to become an overnight success, right? So um, we're really keen to learn more about that. Firstly, I have one question, um, and that is, what is it that you're using on your skin that makes you glow this much? <laughs> so, um, one thing I found is, okay, so I have a whole team step-by-step. -step. Um, first, okay. I have my black soap. I do not play with that. My black mm. soap is black. And then I always <laughs> every single day. And I guess, you know, because I kind of have so many, so many different scrubs, I just alternate between <laughs> I have. It's actually right. terrible. But I just love it because, you know, one day you want to use the baobab scrub, the next day you have the cocoa and sea salt. And then after that, you know, I wash it off. Usually I combine the black soap and the scrub because it's a bit faster for me. Right. And that I use our ginger and tea tree propolis. Sorry, our ginger and tea tree toner. And then I use neem oil or baobab oil or moringa oil. <laughs> wow. And then <laughs> all that, I put my ginger and propolis toner on the top. Right. Well, it explains all of that. Everything you mentioned, like explains what is happening. <laughs> oh, so, so, yeah. I just like to use the different products all the time. I only use my products, um, and part of the reason why it's not just because it's free. <laughs> it's also because um, I like to not only get feedback from the customers or for the clients, but I like to get feedback from the products of me using it because it's yeah. quite. Thing, um, that the type of products we have because of their purity, the number of uses for each product is so vast yeah. that only if you use it enough times that you can actually advise other people on how to use it. So mm -hmm. have one scrub and for example, it's a lip scrub. You can use it on your feet. You can use it on your body. You can use it as a, basically a mask and a soap in one. So by using the different products, it's able to help me, I guess, right. Products even more, and then be able to tell people about it. Also, I can ensure its safety because we don't yeah. test on it. Right. We test it on ourselves. So, and actually, I just enjoy it. 
I love it. And it, it goes to, you know, it testifies. This is a testimony, really. I think a lot of companies that will not be, that do not use their own products, we probably should have question marks for that. <laughs> or That's a warning. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so before we even go uh, into the versatility, the, the innovation part of your, of your, of skin gourmet because that is I don't think that I I could be able to buy Nivea and say you know what I'm gonna cook my egg I'm gonna bake my egg with that <laughs> um, but you know you make it happen before we even talk about that tell us about your journey on on starting this because you know seeing this business as it is and you hearing you say okay now you're ready to 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 grow as in like the next step would be like oh wow so you know, what, what has she been doing all these years? Um, even looking at the product itself is a major accomplishment. Take us a bit back. Where did it start and, and how was that particular journey? Okay, so I started Skin Gourmet in 2014. And it was actually because I had, I had a bit of a skin irritation. And I just come back from school in the States and I stayed in Tunisia for a little bit. And so this irritation on my lip was just not going, it would come and then it would go and come and it would go. And then my friend's just like, yo, you should use shea butter. And I'm like, I have been so many days. What are you talking about shea butter, right? And then I used it, right? And then within three days, it was gone. So I said, okay, I started looking at all the different products that I've been using. And I realized that half the ingredients in there are not actually yeah. to heal me or to benefit me is to make me buy the product, you know, like certain fragrances or certain um, things to make the texture a certain mm -hmm. or preservatives to preserve the product longer on the shelf. So I said, okay, you know what? Let me just um, take my mix with shea butter. And I was like, what are you, what are you doing? Right. It's the same. <laughs> so then I made a few formulations. I started with 145 cities. I called my uncle in the UK. I was like, Uncle Kwame, Charlie, I have this idea. I'm going to start a business. I need this, 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 and that. He's like, oh, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> so he a bunch of stuff. And then that's how I was able to start with 145 because, you know, my family members help. And then I made my first formulation. And I'm not going to lie. It was not right. Containers from Makola Market. And I designed my logo in PowerPoint. I was feeling like, you know, I'm a real business person right now. I printed my labels from my computer, cut them with scissors, got a glue stick, stuck it to the container. I put it in my wardrobe and I went to church and I said, God, you've seen what's in my wardrobe. Give me a company. <laughs> and of course, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking those three <laughs> are not, so, not really giving this guy much to work with. But then, you know, I had to do a lot of prayer and then searching because, you know, you start and you have the idea, but it's not quite formed. You don't quite understand what it is you're doing, but you have the passion that you want to do it. So I prayed about it did, you know, and um, started doing research. So I started looking into where these ingredients are from, how long we've been using them, how we've been using them. And then the name came up. I didn't come up with the name, by the way. That was totally God's doing. Skin Gourmet, right. which time... It actually just meant, you know, gourmet skincare. But yeah. interestingly enough, because of the evolution of it and doing the research and putting in a prayer, I started to understand, no, no, no. Skin gourmet is actually edible skincare that is premium. And so I started working yeah. with our local community, mm -hmm. learning from people from our own culture. And this is something yeah. that also 
realize is that we're losing so much culture in Ghana because we go outside and we take that and then we replace it thinking that ours doesn't have much value. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I found that quite interesting how you could have skincare and food and not have a fridge. That's deep. Mm. So how is it care that was so pure? It has absolutely no preservatives. It is food grade because we're eating it. And I said, okay, yeah, let's, I like this. So then I started then putting ideas together of not just taking the raw product, but then adding innovation to it, changing it so that it could be used today and adding to our culture. Right. I mean, it's been a very interesting journey because first our branding was literally, I told you, from my computer PowerPoint. And then uh, I was able to go for an accelerator program in South Africa by Dark and Lovely. And Chale, hey, I didn't know anything about business. They grilled me. Like, oh, God. <laughs> told me I was going to lose. I mean, I, I believe really? I was going to lose. Yeah, but because I think so that also they tell you that to motivate you, right? Yeah. But as they said, I'm going to lose. God, you have to help me. God, my prayer, God, my fast. I took this serious. For the next month, I was doing research, trying to understand. I'm like, listen, God, if you don't tell me what this company means, how am I going to explain it to anybody? So in those couple of months, they taught us about branding. They taught us about brand guides. They taught us about basically how to communicate your, your company, how to have a unique selling point. I mean, all of this was being mashed in my head. And then we went for the final competition and I got it. I realized that, you know, it's even though it's business, it's not about making money. Hmm. I, if your business is good, your intentions are good, your products are good, profit is a byproduct. You don't have to worry about the profit. You just need to make sure that the focus is on doing something that goes beyond yourself and beyond the product. Right. So if it's beyond the product, that means that it should not have any adverse effect afterwards. So we have to consider things like the environment. You have to consider the customer. You have to consider the workers. You have to consider the culture. You have to consider it. And so that's how it started to form. But again, that was just, just, just the beginning. And so then customers and learning more about how to even, even the labels and the brand, my sister, this thing. I could, I could not figure it out by myself. But then soon I came up, well, it wasn't me. My cousins in Sweden were helping me um, with Skin Gourmet at the time. And so they kept giving back on how to brand and also understanding that the product had to be simple. There's no gimmicks. It's not trend. So we should simplify the labels that go on it and simplify even the logo so that it's not um, like a ploy to get people to buy, but just tell them simply what it is. And people will decide if they want to buy it. And if it is good, they'll come back. Right. Um, from there, we had some really great people come into our lives. Like, I, I, I cannot tell you how grateful I am to God because most people go looking for contracts. But because we decided yeah. to focus on making it a premium product. I mean, sometimes yes. you lose, but don't focus on that. Just focus on the quality, making sure the customer is happy. By focusing on that, we had a lot of people who came to help us. So they'll come and be like, yo, can I be your distributor here? Can I be your distributor there? Of course, we've been burned. We've been really burned sometimes. Oh, wow. But they were learning growth. Right. So now uh, we're at the stage where with all of the help from everybody who's been a part, I mean, I would say that our partners have been amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. They have been kind to us. They have been useful to us. And they help us 
every step of the way. They take it to a country. They say, okay, this is the feedback I'm getting. How can we help each other? How can we change it? And I found that if, if you're ready to learn, be open and don't take criticism as personal, but rather yeah. take it as feedback, then you can do something with it. Even if you believe it was delivered was wrong or didn't like how it was said no. or aggression, there's always some truth in the feedback. Right. So right. trusting people, you know, as much as I said we've been burnt, you have to make sure that your pain doesn't make you bitter. Your pain mm. makes you bitter. So as right. much as right. taught us maybe also how we had a part to play in whatever was that happened. And so now we're getting some amazing support and amazing help from, I mean, I mean you guys, even this show, come on, that's, that's some help. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's, been, it's been a lesson and a half. But one thing I learned about this is if you're in this for money, my, my, it's not going to last because it is really hard with no investors and with no loans. But at the same yeah. time, by being so, um, I want to say so pressed, it forces innovation out of you. It forces yeah. out things with just a little bit. And there's always an answer. It's just a matter of changing your perspective about whatever barrier or position or challenge you have. You can always overcome yeah. it. You just need to right. change your mind. Girl, so many gems. So, <laughs> no, seriously, because th this entire answer and the way that you kind of catched your journey, um, you went through so many levels um, that a lot of us can relate that have founded companies before. And I think one of the biggest things that I hear here is, again, with the most successful founders that we speak to, um, is how important it is, one, that you separate business from the personal aspect of it, even though it's your baby. And then the second one is making sure that you're in it for the cause, for the passion that comes with it, for the vision that you have, and not yeah. for the money. And it's crazy to think about it, because I know, um, uh, and I think many women with, with me, we, we dream big. It's not that we don't dream big. It's that there are so many other things that um, demand our time and energy, right? And so even when we are founding businesses, um, I think one of the biggest hurdles many women have seen today is the fact that they think they cannot combine this empire they envision with everything else. So my question to you is, um, I don't know if when you started, you already had a family or later on that came about, but <coughs> that's something you, you struggled with or came to struggle with at some point. And how did you kind of keep, keep going, even though you felt like, you know what, there, there are easier things to do and there are better ways to make money in life. Like, how did you deal with that? Well, um, I think for me, this is all or nothing. Mm -hmm. Like what, what I say a lot is if I perish then I perish. Right. And I, I, I'm hard on this. Like, if you come to my house, like I'm sitting in my house, right? My house is factory. And yeah, die hard, die hard. But I love that when I wake up in the morning and I step out, I'm at work. When yeah. everybody on, I can walk around and I call the products my babies. I go walk around. <laughs> I say, hey, you know how you doing? I even talk to them when they're going. 
terms of like um family i have my family but i don't have like i'm not struggling i think like other um other entrepreneurs that have like young children i don't know if that's good or bad right now but what i do consider is i consider my staff to be my family so like right. we're about um 16 people now and it's really interesting because i have to focus so hard on each person um yeah. not just myself because you know every like especially this is ghana right so yeah. how if i think about it i don't have the problems they have i can i can only imagine what they're going mm. through also not just a matter of just paying them i have yeah. to figure out what's going on with them what their competencies are what do they like to do what do they not like to do what motivates them what what demotivates them are they in the right department are they enjoying their job can i make enough to pay and all of these things keep me motivated because because i've traveled a bit what ghanian pay is here i don't think it's enough and so we all work together as a team to try and raise how much they're getting paid but also at the same time try to mentor them so right. it's not about just do the job no i'm going to show you how to do the job to the level we need to get it to um right. for example at our labeling department a lot of people are like why don't you use machines and i'm like it looks like it was done by machines right but it was actually done by hand and the whole mm -hmm. point of labeling by hand even though people say they don't think it's sustainable if we have to upskill quickly is that the more we crank out the more jobs we we create and yeah. for me that's important um so in terms of family in terms of like having your own kids and married I don't have that yet but I do consider um our staff and our employees pretty much my family right 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 <laughs> I just love I just love the way you're you're talking about it. If I perish, I perish. Like seriously. <laughs> I love that. Well, she die hard, she meant it. Like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That that's truly the entrepreneurial spirit. Like seriously. Um, you know, one thing about, you know, business, some do have the mentality of business being hard on cash. If it doesn't make money, then it's not, you know, they have all kinds of quotes and bars for that um what is your business about what are you about like this is something that we always ask our guests like what is your why and i love how you you even you know laid it down it's it's, it's not about all of that money for me but my focus is rather on something else um why are you doing what you do could you share a bit uh, about that well i believe that we should put people over profits i, I i'm a firm believer that a lot of the times, because um, I, I was, I'm not a business person. Like, I used to work at a bank. That did not work for me. Um, I think mm -hmm. if you have the right motivation to help people truly, um, you'll be able to be successful. So I understand yeah. what you're saying. I Like, don't get me wrong. I worry about money a lot. Like, a lot. Some days I can I can hardly get out of bed and face the employees because I'm just like, whew, I'm tight. But at the same yeah. time, we all find <laughs> to make it work i believe by the grace of god because the motivation behind is not so i have a big house it's yeah. not so i drive a mercedes benz i've honestly found in my life because i came from a family that had quite a bit of wealth and while we were wealthy we were miserable yeah. we lived yeah. in a big house but we not connected i was yeah. right. empty i was sad i was depressed but yeah. right now tight on cash but girl i'm content i am so <laughs> you know like, <laughs> but i find that because it's bigger than me i feel yeah. completely fulfilled 
So yeah. even though I might not have a lot of money in my bank account, if I know that, okay, our employees are good, the health benefits are taken care of, we're paying our taxes, we're pushing out good product, it's bringing good visibility to Ghana, that feels a whole lot more rewarding than the money. I'm not saying I don't want the money. The money will come, but I'm hoping that by the time it comes, I will truly and fully understand that the money is not about me spending on myself, but that money is meant to be a distribution channel for God or a way to help people. It's not about you stuffing your pockets, living the high life, and just it being all about you because that's just going to be empty. But rather than when we do have the money, we know how to distribute it properly so that it's not just us benefiting, but the whole world is benefiting from it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. My, my heart beats for that. Seriously. Um, could, could you tell us a bit about, you know, the supply chain? Because one thing that I love, um, um, before we even go into that um, repackaging, rebranding phase, because I've, I've seen it, you know, being a diehard friend from 2015 and now being that, what's it on your t-shirt, a raw, pure and wild, really, you know, making that statement. It went through a bit of stages. Uh, as a matter of fact, let's, let's talk about that. Um, um, how, how was that process kind of, I, I see it as a rebrand, but, you know, uh, rebranding most of the time also means that something at the back end has, is, is being developed or is, 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 mm-hmm. is, is changing. Take us a bit through that journey of, of amending and where did you, where did you get the knowledge and, and everything to shape, you know, Skin Gourmet as it is uh, today? Okay, so when I first started, like I said, it was just raw passion. It was, it was almost, if I, if I consider it like a drawing, it was like a crayon just scribbled on, on paper. Like it didn't make any sense yeah. all yeah. over the place. I didn't even know which products to start with. I, I didn't know how I was going to define my product base, what exactly. Yeah. The, I said to you that I went to an accelerator program. But even before that, um, we had this group um, come, come to us called Challenges. And so they came, they're like, okay, so Skin Gourmet, what is your unique selling point? I was like, made in Ghana, duh. Right. And they're like, that's not a unique selling point. So they have to, <laughs> <laughs> to sit down with us explain what a unique selling point is. Then they asked me things like, what is the character of your brand? And I realized that, oh, wow. So a, a brand, in essence, is actually like a person. It's, it's like a little baby when it's formed. It has absolutely no personality. It's not, it's not anything. You have to now um, decide the values you want it to have. You have to decide the kind of, in essence, person that you want it to be. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I realized after about two years. By the way, thank you for supporting us since 2015. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and so- it was a matter of also um, sitting down and like I said to you, like I had to pray about it, right? So I had to sit down and actually say, if I could be a better person or if right. I could be a better person, who would I be? And that's what I decided, how I decided to create Skin Gourmet. You know, as people, we have um, aspirations to how we want to be good or perfect people, but it is impossible because we are people and we make mistakes. But I decided, okay, if I could be if I was a brand, what would I be? So I said, okay, I'd definitely kind and generous. Definitely yeah. have pretty. Definitely um, be thoughtful and considerate, which means that it's not just about getting the money that the person gives you, but what is the impact that this company has on other people? What right. is going to 
more important to this company. So I decided, you know, people, because without people, what are you going to use your profit for? Like, mm-hmm. you just want to live by yourself, grandiose mansion, yeah. Yeah. grandiose car, around alone. No, it's enjoyed with people. So we have to create a, a brand which puts people over profit. That means no gimmicks. So at first, when I started the brand, I mean, I had a really long description of what Skin Gourmet did. I mean, I can't remember, but it was a paragraph and a half. And I was like, okay, just, just break it down. What does it do? Simply elevate a pitch. So it's like a raw, pure, wild. What does that mean? It's so raw that you can eat it. It's simple. We have not done much dilution to it. It's pure. It doesn't have anything that's going to harm people, not even intentions. And it's wild. Wild meaning that, you know, so w- when we come from Ghana, we tend to think, oh, but this is Ghana. Everybody has access. But no, it's not true. Ghana is actually a really little country that has different, a different culture and things that are different and could be considered as wild by most people. So I decided, okay, so raw, pure, wild is simple to explain. It's um, raw handmade skincare sourced from the wilds of Ghana, and it's so pure, you can eat it. So we said, okay, let's use that. And Skin Gourmet, we said, okay, let's simplify it. And then on top of just simplify it, what, again, is the unique selling point? Yes, you can eat it, but still it's from Ghana. So <laughs> we put <laughs> Ghana because at the end of the day, um, it's not about me. It's if the, if the product is sitting there by itself, what do you want it to scream? So I want to right. scream, I'm from Ghana. Like, I'm from West Africa. You got to try mm-hmm. me. I'm awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, feedback feedback is so so critical at first i used to feel like i cannot believe she said that she has a problem (laughs) i say you know get over yourself and really listen to what the person is saying and so i realized that when you actually take it in you tweak it a little bit not only does the person appreciate it but the customer even feels more ownership with the brand because they know that okay this was my idea they were able to and i know that it's 100 safe so again was simplify 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 I remember when I, I was telling you about how I asked my uncle for stuff in the UK. I asked this guy for everything. I think everything important he brought. And then, right. and then after praying about it, God's like, you know, you're in Ghana. Just, just, just use what's in. Like, why do you have ingredients in your formula? I mean, come on, girl. So I was like, okay, let's stick less seven, seven or less. And even as I'm sitting here today, I'm still always building on the brand guide always finding ways to improve um like again like my parents in europe um because that's a whole different ball game came back and they're like okay we need this 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 information some of the questions they even asked me i was like i mean that that is deep but then instead of it just being i'm throwing it at you they work with you to make sure you get to that level but you have to be open and also understand again the character of your company so that not everybody's idea just comes to change it but you have an idea of who you want your company to be. And then you're able to filter out the good information, the not so good information and the rubbish based on the character of your brand. And yeah, I think that right. I said we're constantly rebranding and we are, we are going to rebrand again um, just to make sure we're more sustainability focused. Really right. exciting, really exciting. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you, 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 the thing is, when you explain things, right, is that, no, I, I need to get my notebook in. I think I need to reflect on my brand, you know, because this is, uh, this is good. I, I love how you're in, like, you're like the sponge 
that continuously, you know, um, soaks in all of the information to improve um, your product and, and, and what you do. I, I love how you're able to still take time and reflect and do something with the feedback, really convert feedback into um, growth, <laughs> you know, and keys to growth and, and so much more. I, I, I'm like absolutely loving it. I, I know I'm going to like rewatch this and kind of take the notes <laughs> from what you're, you're explaining it with so much, so much sense of humor. I, I just totally love it. Um, <laughs> in the I also, what I just, I also really, <laughs> after hearing everything that you said, I find it so funny that uh, you said, you know, I'm totally not a business person because what, what really is a business person? You know, at the end of the day, you are running a business, you have staff, you are a business person. Just because you're not the type that wears the suits, has, has an MBA or studied it specifically, uh, done it, you know, um, according to the book. I think most companies that we know now um, that have been founded and have been here for, for, for longer periods of times went outside of the book. You know, there's no one straight way to get to where you're going. And yeah. I just think it's incredibly, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of uh, determination, a lot of devotion, and it takes focus. But in, in all that I see and all that I hear is that you have in common with anybody buddy that does call themselves a business person on LinkedIn is that you have vision, right? You have a vision that is so clear to you it's clear as day as you're speaking to us now. It's like you're drawing it. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that movie, Jingle Jangles, but then like, it's like, you can, <laughs> you know, you can, you're drawing it and we can see it with you, right? And I think yeah. that's what makes, at, at least for a good founder, for a good leader, doesn't mean that you have to be the person who is, you know, the business has the yeah. typical business aspects. But, and the reason I'm emphasizing on this is because I speak and I coach a lot of women who talk about not being a business person, which is why they don't think they can do these things. And so this is why I laugh because you're the perfect example of somebody who doesn't consider themselves to be a business person, yet you're here with this company going global um, yeah. for multiple years, growing, uh, you know, steering and leading staff. Um, and I think that is, that is really what we should be looking at. You know, those are the kind of people that we want to start businesses that who we want to be supporting, because I think that's the future. Nobody wants to look at a big fat, you know, middle-aged guy who feels yeah. like, you know, banging on his chest, talking about how he knows everything just because he has yeah. the right connections and has funds, because let's not talk about money and being in Ghana. Right. And so I think that, Having a business that is growing in the circumstances that you are, with the resources that you have, um, yeah, you you overqualified to call yourself a business person. Absolutely. <laughs> that was Absolutely. a very long introduction. Take, take that. Okay. To say. <laughs> take that. <laughs> I'm going to take that advice. That business <laughs> I think you're right that I look at it a lot like, you know, business people sort of like, you know, like I go to certain meetings, right? And I mean, these are like, these are proper business people. Sorry to say, proper business people, right? And the topic lays out, yes, I have this financial strategy. And I'm just like, it ran deep. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And then <laughs> the answer they was like, you know what? Let me just get back to you on that. So <laughs> I right, but yeah, I know so now define myself as a business person. <laughs> I know, and and you know, and be. You know what I like about um, having this conversation, the energy that comes from you, um, the way that you seem to be very closely uh, connected now um, to who you are and you're comfortable with who you are as, you know, the way you're presenting and it shows, right? Uh, you know, it really shows when you're still searching, when you're not sure, and it really shows when you're really comfortable to just be the way that you are and you're not going to wear suits for interviews and you're not going to right. you know, go on the, the stilettos just because you're going in, inside for uh, uh, raising funds. And I think more and more investors are looking for people who they can see right away. What I mean with that is not having to wait till the due diligence is done and then finding out you're actually this very vibrant person right? Who has a lot of ideas and who is a little cuckoo. And like, we want to know that beforehand so that we know, okay, who are we dealing with? I'm not saying you're cuckoo, by the way, but anyway, so (laughs) I think, you know, it's this, and it it goes to show, I'm not sure how old you are, but this generation that, you know, we like to be real and we like to be taken as who we are. And the people that you are selling to are from that generation who just want to know, what is inside this bottle? Like, what is inside the jar? Where did you make it? Don't exactly. lie. You know, so <laughs> I think this is why it resonates. Um, in, in the meantime, by the way, this, this conversation is like super. For those of you who just tuned in, welcome to Women About Business, uh, presented uh, by myself and Kimberly Ofori where we talk about um, business in general as it relates to us women entrepreneurs, global uh, entrepreneurs, uh, you know, running our business. And um, for for today, we are actually talking about um, pushing innovation and sustainability with none other than the founder of Skin Gourmet, uh, which is a brand, by the way, that uh, we're fully going to like support and push um, a made in Ghana product uh, that has now entered the European market. And um, speaking of, of products so raw, so good that you can even eat it. Um, Violet, could you share how did the eating bit come about? Like, how do you even come to that? Like, and, and, and also what I would like to know, how do you push for that, that within your value chain, you know, and bring in such a good product? How, how does that work? Okay, so it's um, a mixture of different things. Uh, remember I was telling you that I had to do a lot of research. And so when I went to find out more about the products and the ingredients that we're using, I found out how the cultures that we're getting it from, the different places in Ghana, how they use it. And it's interesting that in Ghana, there's hardly, except for black soap, but even black soap is made from edible ingredients. But hardly wow. any ethics are not edible. If you're getting it raw from the source, they cook right. with it and they take care. Like for example, palm kernel oil. Palm kernel oil is used for nappy rash, but it's also mm-hmm. great for use. Coconut oil is great for using as a moisturizer for your face, but it's also used for soups and stews. And I think the reason for that is that yeah. in our culture, I think we somehow got confused that if it is not manufactured in a particular way then it is not as valuable yeah but 
matter is that this is the way that we have been treating our skin for centuries before. It's not a new concept necessarily. What is that we have then innovated the raw ingredients and created something new based on the culture. Um, And what happened was my sister, when I first started the scrubs, she's like, oh my God, it is so delicious. It keeps entering my mouth. I hope it's safe enough for me to eat it. And I was like, (laughs) yeah, it better be safe enough for you to eat it. So I went back and I said, okay, let's base it on where we got it from, where we started, right? If in Ghana you can eat your skincare, then if we're going to evolve the same concept, that basic premise should be there. It should mm-hmm. be the same. It shouldn't mm-hmm. change valuable. And then it comes to the point of, okay, how do you preserve something that's edible with no preservatives? But again, it's back in our culture. You just have to look for it. You have to find it. You have to study it and you figure it out. So we've been able to figure out a few tricks here and there of how to preserve something without using any chemicals because it's techniques that we've used. And at the same time, that also preserves our culture, things that we're leaving behind, pretty much. And plus it's fun to eat your cousin. I mean, I eat my my scrubs. I mean, if you're really hungry, why can't you grab something in your bathroom? But the one thing that we found difficult, it's so, I don't wanna say, um, it's like, we have been, I don't wanna say brainwashed, but these, companies have fooled us into thinking that you're not supposed to be able to eat your skincare. And so what we're finding is so difficult to get people to understand, you can taste it, it's okay. So what we have is like, we have two groups of customers, they either buy it to eat it, or they buy it for skincare. We're now getting to the point where people are saying, oh, okay, so I can I can do both. They're a little bit afraid at first, but then once they start doing it, they're like, oh, okay, this, this is not bad, I'm actually saving more money because I have different uses for the same product. So they buy a bottle of coconut oil, they can split it in half, keep this here, keep this here. And the idea is, even though you're saving your customer money, they're more um, appreciative of the product and they bond more product knowing that they can do more things with it. And it's not some funny trick to get them to buy. Right, so you've increased the value with this. That's amazing. That's amazing. Exactly. And I love how you're connecting to this um awareness that we have now that everything that we put on our body goes in our body and a lot of people are aware but we just feel like well what else am I going to use I need to smell good like I need to you know have uh, I need to moisturize my skin and I think especially if you're well we are in Europe if you're in Europe like your your options are limited (laughs) when it comes to like having natural products and so um and then and and for me personally like i am probably when it comes to taking care of myself the worst person in the world i take care of everybody else and then if i have five minutes to myself i will find something to do for somebody else and so when it also comes to my skincare and i and i don't mean that in a good way when i find anyway when i find something like I buy all of these products that tell me that it's going to save me time and, you know, on the go things. And those are the most unhealthy things that you can ever find. <laughs> and um, like my skin routine is non-existent. Um, I, I, I have buckets of shea butter and oils and stuff just waiting for me to use them once. And it's like, I am struggling with the whole kind of, okay, get yourself to make a conscious, intentional decision 
to um, start using things that are actually good for you, yeah. right? And so I think yeah. a product like yours does so much of the work already. You know, it's something that, you know, it's already in the bottle. Like I don't, I don't, after reading one or two, you know, ingredient list or having yeah. seen a video or I've been to your shop, I know, you know what, it's good. Like whatever it is, it's not going to harm me. It's going to either be very good for me or it's going to taste good. And um, I can apply it as is. So yeah. are there, are there like, how, how have you, um, how have how has your brand sorry i was gonna say that just to like add to your point about you see how you say you're a, the type of person that you might not necessarily take care of your skin um it goes back to the fact that skincare real skincare it's not just what you're applying on the outside it's also what you're eating as well so for somebody like you maybe you're not gonna apply your coconut oil but when you wake up in the morning and fry your eggs you can make the conscious decision of using your coconut oil and that hey. was, <laughs> it's really amazing to me how, like, now that I use Skin Gourmet, after everything happened with me on my lip, I'm more conscious about everything that I put on my skin because it, it absorbs so quickly right into your body. Now, if right. you're the, you're not eating well, but you're using all the great skincare, yeah, that. But it's quite interesting how it's um, our bodies have this interesting ecosystem. Where yeah. what comes out and what you put on comes in. So people just have to be more <laughs> conscious about um, that comes from our culture that yeah. somehow we started to lose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, we know not to put the blame to everything Western, but we know what happened. <laughs> but I think, <laughs> I think you know, a lot, the, a lot of our history has been lost. A lot of the, the way that we did things has been yeah. lost because of, well, certain centuries of not being focused on growing ourselves, but growing right. other countries outside of Africa. But right. hey, here we are. No shade. And I think that um, it's so important that this generation stays connected to it. And I feel like your brand, without pushing it, does that. Like if you yeah. ask to have this conversation with you or maybe to, with one of your retail sellers, you're quickly going to find out how much this is linked to what was already there, to what we have already known, to what is so rich about Ghana and Africa. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it, it carries a story that just um, that just empowers, you know, the the culture as well. I uh, I really like that that bit. Um, before we're almost gonna round it up, before I wish I could just go on with this uh, with this talk. Um, let's have a look at you know some people that are really and including some men that are really you know taking. Um, you are dropping the gems, and the men are you know fetching them one by one as as well. And I uh, also want to um, want to give people the opportunity uh, to ask some questions uh, if they have. Uh, first, uh, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Anita uh, Abaisa, who says uh, using feedback for constant improvement is just a uh, wow. Uh, props to you, Violet. And um, she also mentioned, you know, how many entrepreneurs are able to go global. Uh, you are doing it. And this is uh, this is just awesome. Uh, also, one from uh, Evans, who is a, a male, actually said, this generation needs more ladies like you guys. Uh, thanks a lot. So this even proves that 
men artists uh, taking notes as well. Um, on the YouTube side, uh, Joseph uh, Adeju, who said, interesting discovery about our cultural technologies, raw, pure, and wild, nice violet, uh, keep it up, hashtag skin gourmet, hashtag value chain approach. Okay. And uh, also shout out to you, Mena Ama, who says, lazy ladies who depend on men for food, please come and learn and grow for yourself before time is out. Okay. <laughs> All right, Mena Ama. Sister Ama, Mena. why? why? <laughs> Who are you referring to? <laughs> I, 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 I love that. And uh, also one from DJ Marcus uh, Ankasa. Uh, who said, this is why most businesses in Ghana is not going far. We always put the money first, but quality and works uh, care last. And that is really like, um, um, I think it's like, you know, what will keep you going in any type of business is really your why. You know, why are you here? What are you adding? What kind of value are you adding uh, to people? Um, also, a shout out to Chronicle who says, that's a beautiful way to think about your staff which empower them to be more involved with the work and the vision. And that refers to, uh, to the talk that you had about how you treat your, your colleagues, you treat your workers. Um, also shout out to uh, Stefan Popa and the Hakuna group, um, you know, who's uh, also part, who's, who's one of your partners as well. Um, one thing we would like to find out now you are, um, you know, you've entered into European markets uh, how did that come about? And so far also in your journey in closing, what are like the major lessons, three major lessons that you've learned during your business journey? Okay, so again, like I say, <laughs> like I just, I feel really blessed. Um, so for us to get mm -hmm. into, I just got this amazing call from this guy called Jay from Hakuna Group. And he starts like, he has so much energy, right? And he's telling me about all these great ideas, how we're gonna do this. I'm thinking, wait, what? We're really gonna go into the EU? He's actually gonna help us just like that? Like, what's going on? But then again, you know, I said to you, we have a lot of divine partners that come our way. And Jay Kakuna Group, Nadine and Isa have been those partners. They tried the product, they believe in the product, and they were like, okay, right. you know what? Let's do this together. Let's help you um, first move into the European market. We're going to ask you a few questions. We're going to give you some feedback. And that's how, again, we are rebranding because European market is a whole different beast when it comes to sustainability, which I'm excited about. I'm so excited about because right. as much as make this product more sustainable is basically my dream. So us partnering with them has been I mean, I couldn't ask for more. If I could have every certification in the world, I totally would. But it's good to have like proper feedback from the European point of view, which we were not able to get before because I mean, people will buy and they take it, but it's different when you say, okay, I want to partner with you. I want to push this forward. I want to help it to grow and have a proper foundation in Europe. So yeah. I would find partners, God brought them. And I was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and in terms of three things, that I would say every business person should know or remember. And the person who told me this is a very close friend of mine. Her name is Jillian. It's, it's called the three givings. You have to give more, you have to forgive, and you have to give thanks. Those three things mm -hmm. keep it going. You forgive when uh -huh. things are done to you that maybe you feel was not right, but you'd be grateful for it because there's always a lesson in something. You have to know that, I mean, if, if your intentions are pure, I don't believe 
that God's gonna let anything bad happen to you. If it happens, it means that if there's, I say, if there's any problem between two people, you're both at fault. So you have to forgive and you have to go within yourself and figure out how maybe you messed up and grew up from and grow from it. And you have to give more. You have to give more of who you are. You have to give being generous is I believe how you can make it in this world. Even though giving is count is kind of counterproductive. For some reason I find that when you give, you receive more. And then you have to always give thanks. So no matter what happens, you have to find how to be grateful where to be grateful. Even when you go through things, there's always something to be grateful for. And as long as you focus on those things, you keep moving. Right. Right. On on that note, oh my gosh, thanks so much for, you know, uh, engaging with us, taking the time out to, to yeah. talk to us uh, about this uh, uh, wonderful uh, product. Um, you know, Skin Gourmet uh, has dropped, has entered the EU market. So for those of you who are listening, uh, we're based in Europe. Um, hop on to www.skingourmet.eu uh, to place your order because there are some fantastic products. I just have to share the screen so that people can see this and, uh, and know uh, Wagwan. <laughs> uh, look at that from pure Moringa power, powder to or oils uh, to uh, Ghana clay mask. Uh, one that I tried was a new, uh, as a new one that I tried was the hibiscus tea tree uh, scrub. Okay, um, you and the the clay mask. I I got a goodie bag by the way, so I was so super excited. Oh my gosh! Seriously, Violet, you need to hire you need to hire Augustina <laughs> to be the brand ambassador. Honestly, like she convinced me. <laughs> she convinced me like she, she's a she's a good ambassador <laughs> like these this is the you have to make more <laughs> will do definitely will do <laughs> uh, and I say this uh, you know in urban language this is the ish uh, truly one that you should have um, any last shout outs Violet before we uh, round up women about business well, yeah, thanks to you guys so much for the opportunity. Thank right. you to Jay, the Dean. Thank you to Isa. It's been, I mean, you guys are just a God and, and God bless you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks, thanks so much. We, of course, will be uh, keeping in touch. Thanks so much for giving us part of your time. I know you're going to have to go back to work, you know, the storage is there. And um, and uh, hopefully we, be, we will be meeting and interacting <laughs> with you soon. That would be amazing. Thank All right. Thank you, Bye. Bye. So here we are back again, uh, Kimberly. I think this is this is also like one of the conversations that I reflect back and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to, to you know, when we start um, pushing the podcast, you know, to drive the conversation surrounding this uh, type of content and, um, you know, introducing something that is from from Ghana. You know, in this way, it just makes me proud. You know, this is this is a brand that we should all be proud of. We should, yeah. you know, really support. Um, I think there's so many layers to this story. Yeah. Um, and and I just love the authenticity in all of it. You know, Absolutely. in you know the brand, it shows in the journey that was shared. It also shows in how. Um, um, you know, Violet um, leads the company when it comes yeah. to 
what does she want to give back, not just to her customers, but to her staff and to how yeah. she treats the whole thing. I think it's such a beautiful example of what we want brands from Africa to represent. And that is that we're doing it together. We're, yeah. while we're going up, we're lifting others with, with us. And that's... Yeah. I, I, Thank you for listening to Women About Business. Join us every week on Thursdays on this podcasting platform. Do you want to catch us live? Join our show on High Radio on every Tuesday, 8 p.m. CET. Connect with us and join our discussions on Instagram or LinkedIn at Women About Business. And follow me, Miss Ava, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at ms.aba.